Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to The Scoop. This is Winter Burns, your co-host, and I am glad you are here with us. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight with a lot of fun and exciting topics. As always, we want to hear from you. So at any point in this show, if you've got a question or a comment, you need to give us a call at 914-477-2304, 914-477-2304. But before we get started, let me just real quickly say what's up to my co-host. What's going on, Miss Takesha? You are the girl that I never had, and I want to get to know you better. Takesha. Look, I ain't never gone that far. Hey. What's going on? Uh, I thought you were going to take it slow and low for me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I got to my body right Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm wonderful. How are y'all? Hey, good, 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 good. good. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be another week. And of course, we got Miss uh, Shaquilla Willis. How you doing, Q? I am wonderful. Doing well. Hey, and sugar. Here. Hey, hey, hey. Good, good, good. Ready to get it in. That is good. All right, that's good. So y'all, so for those of you that are listening, uh, Rashad, Mr. Ray Chan Chandler, um, you're not going to be here tonight, so we're going to go ahead and have them. They're going to once again leave me in here by myself, but that's all right. I held it down, and I know if it gets too bad, the fellas going to jump in uh, and call on the phone and help me out. So um, They will come rescue yeah, me. I have been aware. Yeah, y'all need to. Please do. Please do. Don't leave me out here by myself, fellas. Don't leave me out here by myself. So now before we get started, y'all know how we do it. Let's go on here. Oh, no. 
All right, we ready to get into this show tonight. And again, I hope you are excited and excited about tonight's show as we are. Um, and so we're going to go ahead and kick it off. Let's go. Well, all right then. Um, this section <laughs> is sponsored by Kinky and Classic. First class experiences for high class clients. Uh, we must apologize mm-hmm. for last mm-hmm. week. Um, last week we were not able to do the auction. Um, we need response. So uh, we'll post another uh, request or question, and when we get the responses we need, we'll hold the auction. So if you haven't subscribed to us, subscribe. Otherwise, you might miss out on the deal of a lifetime. Um, yeah. So. My first article tonight is kind of funny to me because I know that people would do anything for fame, but yeah. this has to be the funniest and dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> new breed of stupid. Okay, this it's a brand new breed of stupid, dumb, crazy. I don't <laughs> even know. You know, and... I could take this on a whole left lane and say, now look at this and see how they, you know, this is what you're willing to do. You shoot yourself in the face. Yeah. So now, what, tell us what, who is this? Who is this guy? Like, what's his what's his background? What, what, tell Casper tell Knight. <laughs> Casper Knight is an Indiana rapper who decided um, to shoot himself through the cheek. To get people to gain interest in his music. Just not smart. That's just not smart. I, I'm trying to figure out. Um, shooting you, shooting yourself in the mouth. How is that making me listen to your track? Did he think because he was, was the only even playing in the background when he that? did it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm his song wasn't even playing in the background while he did it. So this makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. Right. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. it was not, you are not trying to be a rapper. You just wanted your name in the news. And and this has got to be the dumbest thing ever. But, I mean, people do very dumb things to get fame and recognition and likes, right? Talking about them, all right, but it ain't about his music. And see, that's, that's when it goes fast. <laughs> Before nobody's really caring, but nobody is YouTube and dudes music right now. Like they're reading this story, they're laughing about it, sharing it, but nobody's YouTube and dudes music. Nobody cares. No. Not gonna happen. Uh uh-uh. um. So just looking at this, what do you think are some of the dumbest things you've seen our entertainers today do, just to get people to, just to gain followers? Like. I see it a lot. It's ridiculous fashion that we've got going on. I think. Yeah. Oh, please don't. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, I, 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 I'm all for self-expression, but some of this just, like, it makes no sense. In anybody's mind, like, you don't, you don't, I, I get not wanting to fit in. I get wanting to be different. Like, I get that. But then there is a, there's a question of being different, and then there's a question of being a distraction. And if your goal is to become a distraction, then that, to me, reduces your validity as a, your credibility to me. Like, I'm not taking you seriously when you haven't taken you seriously enough 
to look like you want to have a conversation with adults. I'm putting you at the kids' table when you got 59 different colors going on in you. I'm not, I won't. I can't. I just can't. Especially in my brothers. Brothers really need to get it together. Like, I will not take a grown-ass man seriously with rainbow bright colors from head to toe. I will not do it. You're going to have to move away from me. not going to happen. I will look at you up and down, and I will dismiss my damn self. Like, I must move around because you have nothing constructive to say to me. And that's all. Have you all seen this? Um, have you all seen this new outfit? Um, with, it looks like he got on a jean jacket and some. Oh, I gotta find this picture. Dude got on like a jean. I know jacket. you're not talking about the pull away. Are What's you talking that? about the pull away? What is a pull away? Lord, I'm nervous. Just it was like two piece pants where he pulled away at the knee and it turned into shorts. Oh, and the knee was open. That, that looks yes. ridiculous. <laughs> that looks ridiculous. That looks totally ridiculous. What is he doing? And he looks so sad. He looks so sad at the end of the runway. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Are you that asking man? me? I'm trying to think. Is that what you call it, a pull away? Yes. I, it looks so Because sad. it looks like you could snap it back up and then turn back into the zipper. <laughs> 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 the little flap covering the zipper so you can't, you know, a little snap on the inside. Lord. Yeah, what do you do with that? Bad. Like, toddlers wear convertible clothes. You put toddlers in convertible clothes for ease of use in and out of diapers and, and get to the pamper. Right. Yeah, you don't put grown people in a convertible clothing. <laughs> Do we have to change these yeah. brown men's pampers? Is that what we is this is this how we're going with this? Yeah, I, I'm 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 confused. I just want to throw that out. I have no idea what some of us are thinking about when when we do this stuff. And yeah, I'm sorry. It's just sometimes with it's like sometimes you just gotta be like, you know what, the money isn't worth it. Like some days you got the money isn't worth it. Mm. Now check this out. I have to uh, take a brief moment to give my baby the love, my first love for real, um, a shout out. Yes, today is his birthday. He just turned fifteen. Hey, hey. Son. happy birthday, friend! Happy yes, bu- yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday mm-hmm. to you. No happy birthday, mm-hmm. Rashawn. Happy birthday to you. Hey. Hey, okay. That's my dude. That's now, my dude. So just because <laughs> of him, I had to look at this um this article. Mar- Marvel has revealed the cast for the movie Black Panther. Yeah. And y'all, I'm just looking at all these beautiful black faces. I'm just so excited. Melanated. Yeah. <laughs> I am super excited that they are finally. Go- we already knew Michael B. Jordan was going to be in it, but now Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Denai Gurita, Chadwick Boseman, um, all of them are a part of the cast, and yeah. I am excited, like really yeah. excited. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one's gonna be exciting. This this I'm after the last movie where Black Panther was in it, like we knew this was going to be um exciting. Like the the, the storyline itself has people really, really excited to watch it. Like people who don't follow comic books are now interested in this particular um 
storyline altogether. I'm here for it. And Riri oh, yeah. is going to be in it. Because this is a Riri pretty cool one, because I think they're the only yeah. ones that Wait. are married. Not Riri? Rihanna. Uh, Riri. No, no, no. Not Rihanna. See, I love I love these movies. So, like, I'm talking I'm like I know these people. Or, like, you should know which Riri I'm talking about. <laughs> Riri is the new, um, the new character that Marvel has just introduced over the past month or so. She is a 15-year-old genius from MIT who is taken under Tony Stark's wing and learns all about his technology. And um, she pretty much, she has her own Iron Man suit. And when he sees her smart she is and then takes him under her wing and then eventually bestows the Iron Man-ness into Iron Woman-ness onto Miss Riri and she becomes like the new Iron Man protege type character. And from what I'm understanding, she's supposed to be making her like debut in this movie also. So this is going to mean so much for little brown girls all over everywhere to see yes. someone in their yeah, right. And she's a genius, y'all. Like MIT at fifteen, like I was so excited. And she's like she has beautiful dark skin, she has natural hair that's like a stupid fro that's like out to oh yeah. She's awesome. I'm excited for her. I'm here for Riri. <laughs> so, yeah, this movie, I'm here for it for all kinds of different reasons. I'm excited for this article, Keisha. <laughs> Me too. I At first, one, I, I, there was some confusion. They thought that was... Go ahead. No, no, they thought no, it was going to be a female Iron Man or something like that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Keep reading. So, <laughs> 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 no, I'm just excited. I am loving the direction. Um, somebody heard us, uh, but I hope that we, you know, do what I like to do, which is get in and just break the whole system down. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Stan Lee is woke, though. Stan Lee, the creator of so many of these movies, he, he's pretty woke. Like, he's he's one of the first comic book um, creators who started to put African-American characters whether they were extras or actual character characters into his comic books way back in the 60s. And he got a lot of flack for that because they did not want us in comic books. That was not at all where they thought we should be shown. And when he, when he did that, uh, it was not a, it was not a good thing, but he got so much support from us. You know, I don't know if you know, but uh, there's quite a large following comic book following amongst our people. And um, he 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 didn't really capitalize on that, but he recognized that there was a need for it. We there was a niche among us for that, and it's grown exponentially since we started having these movies. But Stan Lee, he's been he's been in the game for quite a while, as far as we're concerned. So I'm not really shocked that he's starting to make movies. You know what I mean? That he's backing movies mm-hmm. with our storylines and our cast and stuff like that. Yeah, he's yeah. down with the call. I do I do have one. <laughs> I have one. Uh-huh. I have one issue with this with this movie. That one thing I'm not seeing. Um, I'm gonna need everybody on all this cast not to be thin and in shape yep. um, because <laughs> I don't. After seeing after seeing um, uh, Bro in uh, Rocky, I was a little jealous, and I was just <laughs> that the, the 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 plus size man needs some love in these movies. So if uh, somebody can let um, Brother Stan knows that um, I'm gonna need a plus size man in here somewhere. You know, that he is in the Fantastic Four. Wait, is that him? Listen, mm-hmm. yeah, it he's is. not I mean, a brother though. No. His original, 
He's, yeah, he's, he's not, not a brother. That's true. Nah, he ain't a brother. His voice sounds like it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he, I, yeah he, he's cool. I mean we got the juggernaut, you know, and some you got the blob, and you know, but in this one it's like everybody in shape with six packs. So you know, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a little more, uh, better representation. Of the big man. Yeah, and tell them you got some right. to rent. If you need a couple to rent, right, you know, well, I yeah. got you. <laughs> look, I'm, you know, if you need somebody, listen, you can just call me. I, I'll take care of it for you if you really just, you know. You said you got some yeah, action stops you want to you want to get going. I feel you. I, I, Ain't listen, that nothing? I can do it. What's the time it down, bro? I, well, your face, it looks like you. I mean, mm-hmm. That's just because I don't have Is anybody it? to cook for me. That's all I was about to say, it's because there ain't nobody frying your chicken and making that banana pudding mm-hmm. for you with. That's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's just, I'm, you know, lonely, broken. Yeah, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't, don't do it. I ain't going. <laughs> I am not going. I know better. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Cue yeah. the violins. Right, Cue the violins. Right. The Carl Thomas exactly. Rain music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have no words. All, yeah. all you need is your window <laughs> stare, your long gaze out the window. Don't <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> oh All right. <laughs> So this week, um, I don't know, in, 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 in other news, controversial news, I guess this has now, of course, become controversial because we make everything controversial sometimes. Michael Jordan. Yep. Michael Jordan. Okay, wait Michael now. Jordan. Michael mm. Jordan. So Michael Jordan says that he can no longer be silent um, <laughs> and that he has to speak up and speak out on the shootings of African Americans and the killings of police. Um, and so he says, quote, as a proud American, a father who lost his own dad in a senseless act of violence, and a black man, I have deeply troubled, I'm, I've been deeply troubled by the deaths of African Americans at the hands of law enforcement and angered by the cowardly and hateful targeting and killing of police officers. Um, Jordan also writes, um, that I agree with the families who lost their loved ones, and I know their pain all too well. Um, so he also, in this letter, says that he is giving uh, $1 million um, to the NAACP um, Legal Defense Fund, and he's given a $1 million to um, the Institute for Community Police Relations, which was launched in May by the International Association of Chiefs of Police. Um, so um, you would... It, it, that this has now become a controversy uh, because some people believe that you know Mike is only doing it so people will continue to buy shoes, and some people are saying it's too late, and some people are saying great job. What do you ladies think about Michael Jordan speaking out? Start with Keisha. So you already know. Um, I'm happy that he said anything because he doesn't have to do anything at all, like so many people. Do and even those who criticize him for the move he made, most of y'all don't do anything. Y'all just criticize. That's probably ninety percent of my. With um, so I, I'm happy he said something. 
no, it's not too late. It's never too late, you know. Like, y'all feel funny on putting time limits on how other people do things, but it's taking you 35 years to get rid of somebody you knew wasn't for you from jump. But anyway, so then. Oh, my. Um, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Yeah, I dropped uh-huh. out that window. Okay. Oh, my. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just I have a problem with every time somebody, one of us comes and does something, the first thing you hear is critics. Instead of support, mm-hmm. why? Why do we have to be that way? That's so trifling. This is why it's so easy for them to distract us from what we're supposed to be doing. Most of y'all are too concerned about playing Pokemon Go to stick with the doggone, you know, the plan for us because mm-hmm. you know you're distracted easily. So yeah, I'm happy he did it. Um, I hope he sticks to it. Um, and doesn't have too much of a issue with Nike because of it, you know. But mm-hmm. that's all. I mean, really, good job. I don't, I don't, I don't buy think, him no way. Yeah, I don't really think. <laughs> I mean, he's it's his own brand in Nike, so I don't think they. I wouldn't think he's in there. But yeah, I, I mean, mean that is true. I didn't think about that distribution issue. I mean, I'm some somewhere, some way that was making some money. You know, and right. that would be my only concern is that he's going to have them trying to take the money. But I'm sure he got it if, you know, if it yeah. comes to that. Yeah. Well, he at least got lawyer money. Yeah. Big lawyer. I think Big lawyer. I, I am happy that he has said something. I think that the people boycotting his brand, um, could very well be a catalyst for that. I think a change in a bank balance will motivate a person to um, see things differently a lot quicker, I think. Um, So Mm -hmm. whether that was his motivation or not, um, I really am not concerned because in my personal opinion, that's what that whole purpose is supposed to be for. Like we stop purchasing your products so that you pay attention. When you pay attention, then you can have our money back. Like I thought that was the whole way that was supposed to work. Um, so if that is what it took to get his attention, fine. You know, he, he may or may not, that may or may not be the reason. But I know that it took a while for us to say we need people like you who we invest so much of our money into to say something, regardless if we feel mm-hmm. that those are, that's the stance that our, our superstars are supposed to take or regardless if we move or not, as, as pretty much as a whole, we like to see them now. That's something that are the people we're wanting to see, the people that we're spending our money with. So if you haven't spoken and we stop spending our money with you and that's what it takes for you to now speak for us, I'm not going to now criticize you because that's what it took. Good. That that a lot of the time it might take you to move my money around or make me look at my money a little bit different to move me as well. So I can't really knock a person for that. So if that's what it took for him to say something, cool. Because last year and the year before that, his father was on those, you know, the reasons that he gave stood prior to these current situations happening. So while it sounds mm-hmm. great for you to say those things, those things were still very true when all these other things were happening prior to right now. So, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I'm thank I'm happy that he is saying something, but I'm also mm-hmm. not going to be naive to the fact that it possibly took a change in his bank balances to motivate his feet his lips to move. <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. more power. Good job. That's that I hope we continue to do that. If that's what it takes, keep mm-hmm. doing it. Go for it. Yep, I would love to hear yeah. him say that he moved all his money to a black bank. That would be just mm-hmm. outstanding. 
Mm. I would like that too. Shamalama yeah. ding dong. I would do yeah. it. I don't think that. Shamalama ding dong. You know, I'm not being funny. I wonder. <laughs> I like you know, that. I wonder <laughs> if he even um, has his money in the bank. You know, he's. You know, Mike doesn't. He typically wouldn't. Have, you know, that kind of money's not going to be in the bank. That money's going to be chilling. in you know private private client. You know, or a trust. You know, private trust type of deal like that. And a lot of I don't think I don't even know if some of the larger black banks offer those services. Somebody I look into. Thank you for saying that. And, they, and that's something I look into. I mean, mm-hmm. so because if I they don't, then honest, they need to. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, think about it. It's it's well, it's expensive to do those things because when you're in those type of accounts, like they don't get a regular checking account like we do. You know, with overdraft fees and stuff like that, they get. You know, they get better interest rates. They have a a person or a person to help manage their stuff. Some of them have people who pay their bills for them. You know, like Oprah has, I don't know if you guys know, Oprah has like an entire team that does this, like an entire bank team who manages her money. So he doesn't have Oprah money, but it's pretty darn close. So So I would be very interested to see. How would you know if you was making team money? Is it like uh, one per million or something? I'm just saying that. Like that, I mean, enough for them to be able to pay all them people and they and it still make you a ton of money. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are know. goals and aspirations right there. I want to have enough money okay. to pay the team. Come on with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so, hear you. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Give me a team. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out to like I said, I'm, I'm, I got nothing to say about him doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy he did it. I'm happy he did it. I'm happy he said something. Me too, I'm and I'm, I'm hoping that more people do I wasn't. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we're gonna go ahead. No, we, okay. Yep. Uh, real quick before we go to break, since I, I just want to also give a quick shout out. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw any parts of the Hoodie Awards, but oh, no. Lavelle Crawford. Have y'all seen Lavelle Crawford? No, oh, he looks a whole so half a person. Good. Yeah. Man, he I need good. whatever he was on. He looks good. I think he, Shout I think out he got the, I, I don't know what the I should say, but mm. to lose a, 120 pounds, and I think he lost 120 pounds in that. That um that time span, yeah, either he he was probably working out, but I don't know. But he been gone from the scene for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, so what he, is he it? Had think he did it? I think he could have did it. I, I think he could have yeah. done it naturally. Um, if he listen, if he did it, I ain't tripping. I if just he, need I if he, he did it naturally, it. I need his trainer on deck. Right, right. Seriously. Yeah. Look, I, I, was, I was hollering, but I was hollering and said, talking about them. Uh, did y'all see the clip of his, of his part when he was announcing? Did y'all see this? He was talking about how, <laughs> talking about how you know he he don't do it. You know they he, they finally don't have him on the show doing doing something about food, and then he come out there in the segment that he he's uh, that he's announcing is sponsored by Cracker Barrel, and then he starts talking about <laughs> biscuits. Oh my god, it was so funny. It was so funny. He's talking about if y'all if y'all don't understand them some and they are them some good biscuits. If you ain't never had no cracker barrel biscuits, I I'll you have not lived. <laughs> you have not lived until you had a cracker barrel biscuit 
and some and then hash browns and that pancakes that the syrup just kind of like melt in between the little crevices and nooks of the pancake. I'm gonna stop right now because I'm getting hungry. But yeah, your experience was obviously much better than mine. Yes, because I've I've eaten yeah. once maybe twice and I wasn't wild enough to make it a regular for my breakfast situation. But your situation was obviously much better than mine. I need to know where you went so that I can have an experience it is. like that. It's, it's so Seriously, good. so good. Yes, so good. All right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. You have a yeah, yeah. I need to have a moment with my cracker, cracker barrel. <laughs> oh, my. Well, with that being said, we're going to give you your moment. Well, I mean, listen to Silicon Valley by Rochelle Hot 16. Love me with the only fans, big king in my timepiece. They don't know that I'm worldwide. Never yet, been asleep. Fade, fading in and out of it. Can't see me, can't see me, okay? Tell them I've been working all day. Trade the seat for money and bank. Cupid shoot, it got bad aim. Damn, every single dance around Kanye. You fuse with the fools with a foul. Rather live in peace, everybody ain't as loud. Now they walk on the roads I paid. But in the Greek decision I saw. Make it happen, man. Break it 
was Miss Rochelle with Rochelle Hot 16 with Silicon Valley. Yes, I like that. I like the end of that, how it gets real soft and sexy. I dig that. All right, so this segment is brought to you by Elegance by Design. Well, healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. Um, This week, I actually have a special promotion for you all. We are running our Tend to Your Sexy Sale, and it is going through July 31st. That is this Sunday, where all items at elegancebydesign.com are $10 right now. You heard me. Everything online right now is $10 at elegancebydesign.com. So that is okay, your sexy shea butter. $30 more dollars. Yeah. <laughs> See? on up. I'm telling you, it's back to school. We're getting ready to go back off to college. Um, you have taken care of your hair. You've been in your braids and all this stuff throughout the summer. Now it's time to get ready for the fall and get your hair back out and free. You need your sexy shea survival kit. So go to the website. That's elegancebydesign.com and stock up on your products today. You've got until Sunday at midnight to go and order everything for $10 at www.elegancebydesign.com. All right, so. Please, 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 please. All them parties and everything. I know you got trunk do parties. Y'all order something. some of this here for them babies that got that natural hair. Do Don't play yourself. Yeah, if you got the skin, you need it. <laughs> Regardless, it does not listen. matter. Go ahead. If you got, I, I, I'm, I, listen, it's summertime, and some of y'all ain't been doing right by your feet. Some of y'all been using, been using that fake lotion that 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 suck, that gets sucked up in the skin. But you mm. need to get you some by the time because it will hold some of the and you will <laughs> not be walking around looking like you walked through a bed of flowers. Shando, Dento, oh. Because you can fry oh, yeah. good chicken, but you can't have crusty feet. Like, that's the issue, okay? Like, listen, you can fry good chicken, but the crust needs to stay on the chicken, not on your feet, ladies. Know that. I said, that, that I is said, I, listen, I saw this person today whose feet look, and then, look, I said, look, I said, did you just, did you just, and he just looked at me, it was a man, he looked at me and just started laughing. I'm like, man, you just going to go outside like that? Yeah, I had an understanding. Like, you didn't even have to say what it was. You knew what he, just, he was like, did you have to rebuke his feet? Did you have to rebuke his feet? Put on some socks and some shoes or something. And he was just like, oh, man, I'm okay. I'm like, no, you are not. So I said, and your <laughs> friends are wrong for letting you go out the house with your feet looking like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so he needed an uh, SOS for the survival yeah. kit. <laughs> so, get him one back. Yeah. For $10, y'all better get on it. Hats off right, to I'm the sisters okay. who allow that. I'm, at, I'm Eddie Murphy on them feet. I ain't going. Right, special kind of if I pull back right that cover and it look like you finna jab me in my <laughs> calf. You get <laughs> No. No. <laughs> I ain't going. Can't do it. Sorry, son. Can't do it. All right. Sorry, yeah. But no, no, you're fine. That was a pause for the cause, and I'm with it. I support that. All right. So. Speaking of the, the 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 crusty toes and things like that, those are things that we will often sit around with our girlfriends and talk about afterwards after we 
he he tried it, and so we get with our girlfriends, and we can sometimes discuss those mishaps that we encounter. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about loving our sisters. Um, fellas, I know that a lot of the times you all can get kind of frustrated with the consistent and the consistent cattiness that it seems women tend to have clouding us, whether regardless of what our circle consists of. And I've heard it from close friends. I've heard it from strangers. I've heard it from all kinds of different types of men that say that that is one of the most irky things ever is how women nitpick at one another because we often find the things that no one cares about and we make the biggest deal about. So this week I did not want to harp on that. I wanted to remind us, Um, how beneficial it is to us in more ways than just having someone to go have drinks with, but how having a strong, solid circle of sisters um, can actually benefit you as a whole woman. So I came across, right, yes, I know, I said the same thing. And, you know, this is something that I think we as women go through in stages. Um, Often as little girls, everyone wants to be friends everyone's um, having fun. We all play dolls. We all play house. We, you know, everybody's fun. But you hit puberty, and then we start clicking up. We start realizing that boys, um, we no, we allow boys to matter in ways that they shouldn't um, to the point we have now started to break up and, 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 and categorize each other and rank each other, and that's where it begins. And then it breeds in college where now we're competing for not only boys, but we're competing for scholarships, we're competing for internships, jobs, you know, sorority status, these these types of things. We are in constant competition with one another so that it doesn't always allow for us to really commune with one another and actually learn how to love each other. Um, I know myself. Early on, I I am not a fan of large groups of women. I will I will even in all of my I'm woman and I love my girls and all this thing. My circle, three of us. <laughs> okay, so like I I will stand firm on my belief that wherever there are usual large groups of girls that convene together, there's usually some breed of drama. Now I say that due to experience. Now, as I've gotten older, I've grown my associate circle a little bit more where I've allowed more women in that we have like minds, and I've realized that there's still there's a, a considerable less drama within that amount. So that could change depending on how you broaden your horizons as far as the women that you deal with. I'm still learning. Let's put a pin in that one. I'll come back as I grow. So <laughs> with that being said, I came across Crazy. an article. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm willing to admit I'm growing. So I came across an article that, um, in essence, that gave, it was really quick, but I really appreciated it because it hit on so many things that we um, overlook. So um, it was pretty much giving us four health benefits of having girlfriends, having great girlfriends, because there's a difference. So I'm going to hit them real quick, and then we can talk about them. So the first is they release stress. Females respond to stress by tending, nurturing, protecting to each other while befriending as they look for support, especially those that we can empathize with, we have like bonds with, we like to be able to be with people that we have things in common with. So when we find others that are having similar issues or similar successes, going through similar things at work, we tend to gravitate towards those people and they help us feel more comfortable in our day-to-day, therefore relieving stress and making us feel more comfortable in who we are. Um, Number two, they boost self-esteem. 
Strong friendships are often built upon shared beliefs, which enable girls to feel mutual love for one another. This emotional connection is what friends use to empower each other in times of distress. Although many studies warn of falling into comparison traps with our female friends, because we know we can do that where we start to have that underlying uh, green-eyed syndrome when one of us is moving a little faster than the other. Um, so this, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily right. <laughs> right? I can't wait till you swing. This my way, baby. Just keep going. <laughs> so this type of self-esteem booster is not really in saying, uh, um, mm, look at her, I can't believe she's there. It's, hey, that's my girl. I can't believe she's there. She's worked so hard. You know what? I can believe she's there. Let me get back on my grind because we can be there together type booster self-esteem. Um, number three. Great girlfriends kill loneliness. This this seems like a no-brainer because, of course, when you've got your girls, you're not lonely. But, no, when you have someone in your circle, scientific studies suggest that people who are lonely are at a greater risk of developing health issues like heart disease. So having good friends in your circle when you are going through something or even when you are going through serious bouts of illness can help to alleviate those sicknesses and, and, and the overall side effects of being lonely in itself. Um, and the last one, but the one that I thought was the most important out of all of these, is that they help you live longer. When we create strong, solid relationships, it gives something for us to live for in a more internal way. Um, I think we as people, not just women, but people in general, will put so much emphasis on finding a mate, a opposite sex, or if you are, you know, whatever, a, a, a someone who can balance your yin to your yang type mate, a romantic type of connection, whereas there are so many other types of connections that we must have to complete ourselves. So when we are able to reach out and have those types of circles that consist of girlfriends, guy friends, work friends, you know, church friends, whatever, you know, whatever, all these types of different pieces of your puzzle, then that helps to make a healthier you. What was that, Keisha? You must have heard me. That was I. That was I didn't even say nothing. That was just in my shine. I didn't oh. even say nothing. Keep going, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, all right. But um, you know, I, I thought that was really important because I realized that now that I have, personally, now that I have the two women that I have in my life that we pray together, we share experience together, our fears together, and it's in a um, fearless zone. So we can do it and we can be vulnerable with one another and know that we have each other. And that's something that, especially in our day and time, like we don't always feel that we have someone or that someone has us. So when we step outside of our our um, cocoons where we know I got me, I'm going to take care of me. I'm not going to talk about me. I'm not going to put my business out in the street. I'm not going to do that or the other. We have to realize that we might need to work harder to cultivate those relationships with like-minded individuals so that we can continue to grow our whole selves because we're only, we're only, um, we're only depriving ourselves when we cut ourselves off from those type from, from other girlfriends, you know, cause I know lots of us, they know new friends or I don't do females or this, that, and I really think that that's something that we've got to get away from especially in these days. Keisha, what do you think? Go ahead, Keisha. Your turn, honey. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Though. Well, now let me go Let me go back to the bullet points. Um, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's go. No, yeah. but seriously, 
it's very true that um, the relationships between women have always been strained because there's always seemed to be a need for competition. You get these little, it's almost ridiculous, you know, the little um, surveys that tell you it's a shortage of men or whatever type of thing that makes women want to be with somebody, like, in a hurry without the right uh, ways. They still find a way to work against each other. The cattiness is ridiculous. But from a young age, that it's almost mm. females sit back and nitpick with one another so terribly, um, not knowing the effects that they're having on one another, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You're breaking an individual's self-esteem because what they thought um, about themselves, a group of your friends are going to agree with you, so now they question it. When they never may have may have never had a question. That's why I like that video um, with Serena's dad when the uh, cameraman kept asking her, "Do she really think that she was able to beat them?" And she said yes. And he went to ask her again. Her daddy was like, "Don't ask her again. She already answered you." Because right. that fortif- that fortified her self esteem. You understand what I'm saying? So when you have this catty behavior between women. Whereas groups, you click off, and it's always in the same stages. You describe the stages perfectly, junior high, high school, <laughs> and then some of y'all still in high school at 50 because you ain't did and nothing wrong people. Yep. You did, yep. mm-hmm. but you stick you there and you hold that over people's head. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is growth is a beautiful thing, and you grow out of what does not serve you. Some of you mm-hmm. take a little you longer should. to grow. Yeah, you, sure. you, you know, do better. Um, you do better. Yep. <clears throat> exactly. So we, we grow out of that. The same thing with envy. When you learn that what you have is for you and there's absolutely nothing that can prevent it from happening except you, then what are you worried about what, what somebody else has for? Who has time mm-hmm. for that? Mm-hmm. I don't well, have I think, time you know, to be worried I, about I think, what somebody else I think has. That you, I think that that requires, what you just said, requires um, – you a person being able to introspectively look at themselves, and I think a lot of the time we don't like, you know, we we don't like to get to that point. We don't like to get to the point where it's us. It's it's always you know everybody else is deferring the blame, and it doesn't mean that you know that at times that there are not forces that you know other exterior forces. But as you just said, when it comes down to it, it's it's an individual thing for everything. Yep. You, know, you, you get to choose, and you get to decide. You get to determine when you quit, when you fight. You know what you let uh, bother you, what you don't let bother you. So yeah, yeah. You know one thing and you I never grow into about, that. I never, one thing I never understood is how is it that like when y'all when ladies do that to each other, why is it that it doesn't seem like or it doesn't ever get to a point? When does it get to the point where you just become comfortable? And like we're just comfortable. Like with dudes, we get comfortable real quick. For example, like if me and Rashad are like we're never going to like have beef over like we're not competing. I'm not competing with Rashad over who can dress better and who can do this better and who can like I don't compete like, oh you got yours, I got mine, cool like I think guys I don't know at least the guys I'm around. Like we don't really do that. Like our competition is usually, you know, Sports related, and then at the end of it, it's like, all right, you won a good game, and we're going about our business. When do do women ever get to that point, 
or is that absolutely? A, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? What does it Let take me tell to you get when that, that point, point changes. That point changes when there is a member of the opposite sex in the room. Yep. When a man yep. walks into the room, if we are sitting there and we are joking about somebody's weave sticking out to the side like a kickstand, all of us laughing right now, and a man walks into the room, everybody's body language changes. Huh. It changes. And as you start sitting up, you start leaning over, now you are evaluating the situation. Women, yeah. And the same so thing happened with me. Over the attention of, it's over the attention of the, of the male. Right. Yes. And if you're in a room and you feel like you're in competition with anyone in their room, it changes too. Because it can be a group see, of us. Is, and, this is, okay. and if it's Go competition, ahead. I'm coming for you every time you mess up. And and it's just, I don't know where it started. I think, again, it is just inbred. It's like you don't want somebody else to be better than you. And it, it, it's it's learned behavior, to be honest. And so I think it's easy for me to unlearn it because I sat back and said, for what? Why does you know what I think it is? My attention? You mentioned mm-hmm. men fight. You all compete. You all really don't do clothing or who dresses the best, this, that, or the other. You all do more sports and things like that. On average, women don't have sports as a collective to be able to consistently okay. and, and compete with. So our okay. sports, our shoes, Clothes, hair, nails, the accessorizing, okay? Mm -hmm. Because these are the things that through time society has shown us make the best type of woman. These are the things a man wants a well-put-together woman who looks good, smells good, keeps a good house, this, that, or the other. That's why why so many women are, hey, girl, I'll meet you there. Hey, girl, I'll meet you there. Because they do not want their homegirls at their house just for fear that it might not look up to what their other homegirls have. Or it might they might not have the yeah. furniture or this that or the other like it, it it is a competition to be the best catch. It's not even always that's that's why a man is so it's not even just a matter of a man walking into a room. It is it is a subconscious. We have to better we have to one up one another so that if ever there was a competition, if a man walked through the door, if someone with any type of rank walked through the door right now, I'm in the best situation to be able to put my best foot forward amongst all of the women I'm in this room with right now. And it's crazy because that we are we are giving the we are given these reminders of what the standards are from little bitty all the way through life. All the way through life we are given subtle reminders and always not so sometimes not so subtle reminder reminders of what the standard good woman is supposed to look like or what she's supposed to act like, what she's supposed to have. That's why there's, we will create a competition, honey. Once there's a new subject, once there's a new status to attain, there is a competition being created in that moment so that we can show show immediately who you should be choosing over the other in this realm now. And instead of showing Mm -hmm. each other how we all be better, we don't do that. We have to then say, oh, well, I'll be great and then I'll show you. Instead of we get great together. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to be now great that, first, and then I'll show you. you know? Yes, that's the nugget, baby. Because <laughs> that is definitely how it goes. And then when you have the ones who are trying to say, okay, let's be great together, let's get it. Oh, Nobody no, finds them because they like, no, girl, mm-mm, that it's ain't going to work. 
She's too nice. I don't trust her. Yeah. She she got something yeah. under. Mm mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's messed up. We we messed up sometimes. Right? <laughs> right. We're <laughs> <a> piece of work. <laughs> you know, we yeah. It's an unfortunate truth. It's an unfortunate truh. What else you got, Keith? You got something? Oh, thank you. Um, no, actually. Well, actually, I do. If I, do we have time? Let me see. We have time real quick for me to run through this next one. This one kind of links through with um the entrepreneurial side, and it also gives us a way to use our girlfriends, so to speak, um, to reach out into um, different realms of our careers. So I'll do this one real quick because I am um, getting close to time. Take your time. Take your time. Take my time. All right. So amongst our girlfriends, once you've assembled your your crew, um, sometimes, like I mentioned in my earlier story, where we have an associate circle, you know, we can have our crew, our core crew that's our confidants, they the ones we call crying and, you know, snotting and carrying on and come over at 2 o'clock with the wine and the Chinese food. That's your girl. Now, outside of your core, there are sometimes, there is sometimes untapped potential amongst your girlfriends. And you can use these girlfriends, not in the sense of manipulation, but you can tap into these resources and help yourself exponentially in your careers. Um, if we have that homegirl who always knows someone, every time you go out, you can't get to your table because she's hiding and buying and chit-chatting with everyone en route to the table, this friend is your connector. If she's always got someone, oh, I just know you should meet, or I met someone that reminded me of that, that that's your connector friend. That's the friend that always needs to know what your ambitions are. If you've got a new project, if you're trying to do something new, if you want to branch out somewhere, you want to get in somewhere, this girlfriend needs to know about it. Just put that bug in her ear so that she's out networking and doing her natural thing. She can remember you as her girl and put your, you know, and network and put your, put your name in hats that you might not ever, ever even have the consideration of wearing because she's in those spaces and that's her natural, her natural flow. So this homegirl is your connector. Hold on to your, your connector. Um, the second homegirl that you have is your negotiator. Um, you've no doubt heard the statistic that in 2014, black women made just, well, you may not have because this one was new to me, so let me stop there because don't feel bad if you didn't hear this because this one was new. Black women, made, black women made just 63 cents for every dollar that white men earned in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. In 2014, black women made just 63 cents for every dollar that the white man earned in the workplace. According to a recent report from the American Association, mm-hmm. but aren't we supposed to be the highest educated, the black now women holding the most degrees? Okay. Now you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you think the numbers have changed for 2016, WB? There's a strong possibility, but we've also branched out and started to create more of our own business so that we don't have to negotiate right. our salaries anymore. Because the point of this statistic is saying that all, in, in turn of that, there are more men. Men initiate one and a half times as many negotiations as women as far as the 2013 study was concerned. So one and a half times the number of negotiations when it comes to salary. We will get our income statement or our proposal or whatever, you know, our offer letter, and we will sign on the dotted line and just be happy to be here. 
not trying to make no noise, not trying to become the angry black woman, not trying to have to make anybody rough with no feathers. We just happy to be here. We'll work hard, and they'll pay us because we work hard. No, that's not how that works. So what you need is a negotiator, someone who is going to have an inside um, scoop into where you're trying to go. This person is not necessarily your homegirl that you started training with, that's still in the same department as you, just moving in the same circles as you, just trying to get it. You will need to attach yourself to someone who could potentially be older than you or a little more advanced in their career and who has moved along those ladders so that when you get your offer letter or you're starting to apply for these positions, you can take your offer you know. to this person and they can help to tell you, you is know. this a co- yep. is this yes, is this competitive or are they lowballing yep. you? So then you can have a realistic yep. number to go back with and say, no, nah, homie. I need more money, and be able to stand on that. They'll be able to role play with you so that you can have those conversations because they're always going to tell you this is the best we can do. But there's always also a bucket sitting to the side for those few that say, oh, no, you can do better because I'm better, and you are better. So you have to be able to to have that confidence to walk in there and say, I'm better. I need a little more. I need more, and have them pay you what you're worth. Mm -hmm. All right, so the next homegirl is – your sponsor. This might not necessarily be someone that you um, have in your sister circle. Yes, right. But this isn't someone that you might call your girl, girl, sister, girl. This could very well be someone, and most often will be someone um, older than you, a little more mature in the career situation, or often in a totally different career path. If they are um, someone in a peer level of yours, they can somewhat sometimes be in a totally different career field. And this particular person will take you, they will step out on a limb and say, I got you. I'm going to put my neck out there and recommend you for said thing. I'm going to say, I vouch for this person, so you should. And they do that in the hopes of somewhere down the line, once you've prospered in said position, you can at some point do something for them. This is an understood quid pro, quid pro quo type situation. So there, this is where you are expected to get in there, kick butt, take names, so that when I need you to come back and either help somebody else up or help me get where I need to be, then we can do that for one another. This is a sponsor. These, this is a very, very, this is an overlooked person in our circle. We don't reach out to people enough. We don't communicate enough and let people know where we want to be because we're too busy holding our cards to our chest saying, oh, I got it, I got it, I don't want to steal my shine. Well, someone can help you shine. There was an example in this article where there was a gentleman who um, did not, he wanted to be on Food Network. That was one of his goals. He wanted to be on Food Network more than anything. He had worked in the company for 15 years with a gentleman who knew a producer at Food Network. But until this man dropped his guard enough to allow a group of high-level executives from his company to come to his home and he entertained them with a home-cooked meal and they were sharing in casual conversation how he wanted to be on Food Network, did he realize that he knew someone who could get him on with someone at Food Network? This past summer, they Mm -hmm. shot a pilot for his show. Like, those are the types of things you can speak life into your own situation simply by opening your mouth. That is just, that is a literal um, motivation right there. Speak life is in action. That is a literal thing that we can do. And, it, and that made my mouth literally drop when I read when you said that. 15 years. Can you imagine? 15 years? Oh, I would be upset with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the last one, and I'm done. And I think this one is the most important, and I, um, in this past year, have recently realized the importance of this for myself. 
is an accountability partner. Um, too often, we will surround ourselves with people who are just like us. Yeah, right. <laughs> people who are just like us. We are able to comfort in our confusion sometimes. We, we, we're, we feel happy to know that someone gets my crazy and someone will allow me to just be. I can say I can't do it today, and they say, girl, me either. Like, we, some will do that, Okay. But we also need a person that when we have a goal that we have set for ourselves that is our passion thing, our core thing, the thing that wakes us up in the morning, those are the types of things that we need to enlist our accountability partners for. This person is going to be someone that we respect, that someone that when we encounter them, they get us motivated, they fire us up, but they can also light a fire under us when we allow ourselves to slack off. When we create pity parties for ourselves, they're the ones that decline the invite, say, get yourself together. No, ma'am, you know, no, sir, let's, let's get back on track. You said you were going to have a proposal. You were going to send out your client calls. You were going to do these things. Have you done it? No. Okay, now this is how you're going to, you know, and be accountable for that and then have some type of teeth in the game. Say there's, you're, you have a, a meeting every month. where We come and we've got our goals set. We talk about it. And if you don't have your goals set and I've got mine and I've checked off my list or I made these things, you know, accomplish these goals and you've done nothing, at this point, you now see you're not holding up your end of the bargain. They hold you accountable for being a part of that team and then being a part of the, the captain of your future. So I think that person is extremely important, and we can't um, reduce this person to a hater when they make us uncomfortable. When they do their job, we can't be so quick to push this person into a hater space because we're really, really quick to, mm, she don't get it. I am stressed. I got da 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 da, -da. She just hating this because she said that. No, no. She knows that even through your stress, you are greater than that, and you need to get it together and get back on track. That's what she's doing. She's not hating. She ain't not listening. She's saying, okay, that's your fuel. That's your motivation to do better. So she's not a hater. That should that should be SF right there. That's the one you need to stick with. So. Pick this person wisely. Make sure that this is someone that's going to provide constructive, good, solid criticism when you need it and be that motivation when you don't have it. And I think this will be the, the that's the fine-tuning on your career dream team as far as your, your, your home growth is concerned. So tap into your resources, ladies. Yes. <laughs> what do you think when you were amen me throughout that? What, do, what you got to say about my dream team? Sounds like, yeah. uh, well, you sounds know, like my... I don't know. It sounds like my book. Oh, oh Lord. Huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, it's pretty much what we, what I, so a lot of what I talk about it in, in my book. And so, you know, it, it's not something that's just for, um, you know, for women. But, I, yeah, I completely agree with all of those things. They're so necessary um, in order to help you navigate through, you know, a lot of a lot of the things what we don't know, we go we a lot of us go into especially um people who haven't been there before, we go into corporate America thinking or jobs thinking that I just gotta work hard. As long as I work hard, I'll get I'll move up or I'll get and it's not. There is a political structure in every organization, you know, and, and that goes for not just corporate organizations. I'm talking about church organizations, political structures, fraternal and sorority Sororities, there are, you know, so, you know, knowing and having people there who can help you navigate, help you put, help push you, you know, when you're, when you're frustrated, you know, help you, like you said, negotiate, um, you know, negotiate contracts and then having somebody who can introduce you to the right people and to the key player. And that's huge. Mm -hmm. that so huge. So huge. 
So yeah, good article. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. I sent I emailed that one to myself. <laughs> good article. All right, yeah. y'all. So good deal. So what we're gonna do now is get into my girl. I love this song. This song is uh from Nothing to Something by Queen. We're gonna go ahead and uh get it going with Miss Queen, Nothing to Something. Plus size, sexy, yes. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Personally, hold on now. Let me take your time. What time of the evening? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, the curvy kitten. I I love the t-shirts and they jogging pants. They um the material is nice. It's comfortable. Um, a couple of my friends ordered actually, and I'm I'm enjoying um the new items too. Um, and Rena Big Man, I like the variety in the t-shirt. I haven't seen many bottoms. Uh-uh. Well, they're doing the tops right now. Yeah, but the tops yeah. are lovely, <laughs> lovely. All y'all needed some great jogging pants. You know, big men look good in them great jogging pants. Great, 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 great. Yes, great. I have You don't need no other color, Lord. Just girl. Lord, no, not at all. You know, with the red T-shirt, the black T-shirt, the white T-shirt, the blue. You no cannot not put a color with great. them great jogging pants, baby. Oh. <laughs> but on that note, tonight's hot topic. <laughs> okay, so um, in the scoop group, right? I posted earlier um, a photo, and this lady is married to her husband. Um, he asked her to marry him with no ring, and she still said yes. Um, and so they got. Uh, tattoos instead Um, and for each anniversary after they've only been married three years so for the second anniversary and the third um, he bought a ring and for the third he upgraded it Um, and then she says I look back now at all the people who said I wouldn't marry a man with no ring meanwhile they're still single uh oh uh oh I really, okay, <laughs> I need Patty Murphy on this one. But while we're, uh, <laughs> they're going on three, <laughs> they're going on three years of marriage. Okay, and she said, if you can't accept Whoa. a man at his worst, yeah. you don't deserve him at his best. We didn't get here overnight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. last little statement was super loaded. Okay, mm-hmm. that that whole last sentence was super low. If you can't accept a man at his worst, this is what I was looking at, okay? You don't deserve him mm-hmm. at his best, and we didn't get here overnight, mm-hmm. okay? So that was the important part to me. But, of course, I posted, I said, what's everybody's thought? Um, what, what, I, what I saw uh, was that everybody had a lot of perspective. I enjoyed mm-hmm. um, the ladies who are established, evidently. Uh, because they expect um, in their season of life to meet somebody who was in their season of life and is just as established as they are. Um, I think that is amazing that you maintain that standard, and I I get it. Um, But if learning the lesson that comes with being someone or being with someone through thick and thin is the lesson you're going to have to learn to be a wife, you might want to reevaluate what you're taking from that lesson. Um, mm-hmm. It's not so much, uh, how can I put this nicely? I don't want to browbeat. You know, I just think that, you know, um, you have to be a little flexible in that because life is very, very, very unpredictable, and you just never know what that full situation is. So I would say just be a little more willing to uh, gain understanding before that that be the only thing that 
stop you. Um, but I did see a lot of people who love the idea of the tattoos on the fingers. I know some people who've done it, um, and I think that it's a little more permanent than the rings are, personally. Um, I, yeah. And then I saw a few people who said they've lost rings. Lord. Me? You I have. That? I've lost two. Oh, my In God. In the same $3, I don't buy three thousand dollar rings though because I don't. Okay. Do I'm not doing that. I'm, let me okay. just go on the record and say that. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't, yes. Mm hmm. That would be my concern. I know I lose you, jewelry, so I don't. My mom loses mm-hmm. jewelry. She's lost tennis bracelets, diamonds. Like it is just a, I lose jewelry. So James will want to go and spend a considerable amount of money, and I will tell him, <laughs> you forgot who I was, right? Like, because I will be pissed, <laughs> crying in the in the driveway, <laughs> looking for, because I have lost my $3,000 ring, cause, and that, that is just how I do. So, no, I'm, no, I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. <laughs> okay. Pay my bills, buy me some groceries, give me some furniture, something I can't lose. Get, that's what you go spend $3,000 on for me. Don't go buy me no jewelry. Don't do that. Mm. I'll be too scared to well, wear it. I'll be afraid to wear it. It'll have to be, like, guarded. I need some of them Diana Diana jewelry, that Princess Di jewelry where I need security with me because I will lose it. <laughs> <laughs> It needs to be insured because I am not the one. I don't do well with that at all. And I hate it because I love pretty jewelry, but I just am not for wasting and losing money either. I'm just not going to be the one that does that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I I get it, but I don't think that's something I will ever lose. I, don't, I, I, I If I did, I'd probably be exactly what you said. Just liquid in the driveway, having a whole moment. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was never on purpose. It was never mm. on purpose. <laughs> no one sets out to lose their wedding band, honey. Nobody ever sets out in the day to lose their wedding band. It was it was a traumatic experience for you, girl. Trust and believe. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, if yeah. Pat, in my instance, that would have been perfect. If Pat would have done your girl some good, because you know, hey, that would have been all right with it. Pat. Beyonce yeah. and Jay have Pat. Did you know that? Did you remember that? Mm-hmm. Or did you know that at all? Oh, yeah. Beyonce and Jay have yeah. Pat for their ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the ones who just say it's, it's not even about the tattoo. Um, if he asks, they'll go. They just don't do tattoos. Okay, that's a personal preference. I truly understand that, and I can appreciate your opinion. I, I love all of the little, the input. This is diversity at its best. Thank y'all for y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, you know what? I think that it is. As a man, I you know what? I think, let me, I think, you know, when I read the post, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I, I think that as a man, one of the the hardest things that, you know, I said this before, we talked about this before, is that we don't necessarily, most of us, don't want to get married until we are financially able to, you know, support a family because that's because that's always, like, our big, you know, that's our thing. That's a part of how we, you know, how we feel good about ourselves as men and, you know, where a lot of our respect, we believe, comes from. So it's difficult. So you do want a woman who can be with you at your worst and still honor, respect, and love you, 
But at the same time, there is something in a man that's just not going to feel good about not being able to provide for his family or provide for his woman. And, you know, and every time a situation occurs where he then feels like he can't, uh, where we feel like we can't, then it provides a little, not provides, but it brings that little sense of inadequacy out of us. Um, and how that manifests in some of us can be very unhealthy. So, so which is why is, I think he's bought her a ring two years in a row ever since they got the tat. Yeah, it is. I'm sure. Yeah, it probably is because now <laughs> I got to do it. I want to see that I really can't do it because now I got to overcompensate yeah. for the fact that I couldn't do it before. But I just say that to say I think this question, the question itself, as I read it, I thought, you know, I I don't even know if I could as a man get married. Knowing that that's what my financial situation was, that I couldn't do that. Now, you know, it's one thing if I can do it and we choose to get tattoos, but if I can't do it, and this is the only thing you know that we can do, then I don't, I don't know as a man if I would feel comfortable doing. No, I can say that at this stage of my life as a man, I would not feel comfortable. Sure, I don't even feel, I wouldn't feel comfortable dating, knowing that that's where financially where I was. Okay, I got a question. Okay, so while we are in the pursuit of perfection, um, my question is, when we sit back and we think about the fact that there's so much materialism involved in this situation, um, and you feel like the the ring is um, a sign of my financial ability to care for you, right? Um, What happens... If you're waiting, like, how how many people do you think or how many men do you think have died waiting on that moment to come and were lost years of being able to be the husband to their wife because they were waiting on this other moment that needed to happen for them first? Um, I think that's how those ones get away, how we end up with the one that got away. I think a lot of the times our, our yeah. personal hang up calls for that, but I'll let the man answer that. Sorry, William. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. I think that, that happens probably, that probably happens quite a bit because, um, well, in both ways. I think it happens in, in both directions. Number one, I think it happens in the direction of, like you said, Takesha, that a lot of men will not, you know, will just wait and let life pass before they do. I think what other part that happens is, is that we probably get to a, a certain age where we realize that it's less important. And when I say when I say um, that we wait until we can do certain things, I'm not referring to, you know, a, I'm talking about basic necessities. Like there are men, you know, out there who are struggling such that, like, look, I'm not getting married until, you know, look, I'm barely supporting myself so I can't get married. And I respect that. Then there are other men mm-hmm. who, who will say, um, you know, until I make – until I'm making, you know, well into the six figures, I won't get, you know, I won't get, you know, uh, married. And then there are guys who will say, listen, until I'm a millionaire, I won't. So I would say like those, that last group, that millionaire group, yeah, maybe they could, you know, probably, you know, not wait as long. But, again, ultimately if that's your focus, if that's your drive, then, you know, that's your focus and that's your drive. So, yeah, it does. And it's always, the other part of it, it's not always necessarily about, the materialistic, it's about have being able to do it. It's about being able to see, and I just explained this to somebody earlier today, it's about as a man feeling it, just like um, for women, 
you all feel really good about yourselves when you see, you know, your children happy or when you see that, you know, that your home is peaceful because you've done, you know, you know, whatever it is that you do, uh, you know, clean up or, you know, you made a, their favorite meal or something. That same feeling that you get, that's the feeling as a man we get from being able to give you what you want. Not necessarily what you need, but for what you want. And so, so yeah, you're right. It is, it is. Um, but it is some materialistic in there sometimes. But it's like, look, we just want to do it, and that's what we're here for. We feel like we're here to do cool stuff to make you happy and so we can stand up and beat our chest and be like, look, I'm the man. Look at how she responds to what I do. And, when we and can't, there you go. Boom. Did you hear that alpha male come bad. out? We can stand up and beat uh-huh. our chest. Oh, that yeah. is bananas. Oh, I was- I will tell you, 100% alpha male over here. So, it's, yeah, it's how we, it's like, look, I did that. I did Just that. make sure and that's her love happy. language. Make sure that's what she yeah. wants, though. Because if you've right. got a country girl who wants nothing more than you in a little house where, that you can raise your babies comfortably in and you can come home and be at dinner and relax instead of working 16, 20-hour days to provide a six-figure income, then don't miss your blessing trying to provide more life than what she's even after. And that sometimes can, I think we can outwork ourselves. We can overwork ourselves out of our blessings. And that can cause those men to, 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 I see so many brothers who are trying to provide a lifestyle that women are not at all interested in. And because it does not look like what we think it should we think something's wrong with her, whereas all she wants is that man. Just give me you. I don't yep. need you killing yourself because I just want you. But society yep. makes us think that we have to have so much and we have to do so much. That's why I think, you know, that whole, what you said, Keisha, as far as how long, how many men have come and gone, you know, trying to provide a life for a woman who never even knows that he's working for Because I think a lot exactly. of women, if they were to know that that's what they men were really trying to do, she'd be like, are you kidding me right now? You don't bring me Back to the house. Like, you know, clock out. Like, don't be that text message. If you don't clock out right now, come on back. Hello. I'm going to say this. I think that part of part of our, you know, you're correct that that is some of that is fallacy that we need to get over, man. But some of that is is that we have been through. Um, first of all, we were raised like that. But the other part of it is you all say that sometimes. You have to be very careful because sometimes you'll say, you know what, these are not things I really want or things I really need. But then when the car breaks and we can't fix it, you know, it, then it's like, you know, now it's like, dang, you know, I'm, I'm back. So being able to do I, car maintenance you know, versus so, being able to take me to Italy for the summer. Yeah, no, different. no, no, that's what I said. This level <laughs> Man. I'm just, I'm just saying, but but my point was, I'm saying that you know, again, when something comes up that you want or that you need that we and we can't do it, there are things that just jab at that that feeling. And like I said, sometimes overall, we're wrong. We're wrong, and we yeah. need to get over it, and we need to stop tripping. But overall, that is how we feel. Like we feel like my job is to give her what she wants when she wants it, and when I can't do that, something is wrong with me as a man. And that's how we feel. Yeah, I'm not saying it's always right, but that's how we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other part of that was... Can I just say something real quick that just dawned on me? Yeah. Sorry. I just thought about something. You know, if we ever want to get spiritual in any sense of this, our spouses are supposed to be our help me, right? Mm-hmm. How out of line are we if we never put ourselves in the positions to be helped, 
Like that is right there. Like if everyone is so perfect and if everyone is, if we as ourselves, not even the expectation of the other, but if we and ourselves expect to present and provide a perfect spouse to the other, how are we ever going to fulfill ourselves as helpers to (laughs) one another? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that you got to learn, if you're not putting yourself in a position to be helped, God will put you in a position where you need help or you got to be the Mm. help. And if you can't be the help to the man who is supposed to be for you because you're so stuck on that one idea, then you're going to be stuck where you're at. You know what I mean? Mm. Girl, say that. Okay, so that one. That one was for me. All right, I got you. I hear 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 you. Well, you were all right now. Glad I could be the vessel. Glad I could be the vessel. Wow. Yeah, that was for me. I, yeah. Okay. That was yes. Keela was the straw tonight. Yes. Ooh. She made way for uh. it to get to you. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm going to cry. I'm all right. You're going to cry in the car. You're going to cry in the car. Go on, No, I am not to help. No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, not little. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a little per- here's a per- Here's a personal story. So I was having a conversation um, with Max Wife the other day, and we were talking and about something that happened while we were married. And she said, she said to me, one of the issues that um, that I had with you was that she said you never told me whatever we we're talking about was going on. So how was I supposed to know? And I said to her, I said I didn't tell you because as your husband, I thought it was my responsibility to help you or to do it for you. And so it was something that you didn't have to worry about. And she said, she said one thing. She said, WB. She said, WB. Listen. She said, but I was your wife. And I'm supposed mm-hmm. to help you. Why won't you? Mm-hmm. Why would you never let me help you? And I'm going. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, so you, so you saying that I'm like, Jesus Christ, God. Really, what it boils down to is again, is number one, we don't know how. Number two, it makes us feel inadequate to have you do that. Uh, and number three. Um, there is a level of pride that, that as a male or as especially as an alpha male that you have that you don't want help. You want to be a, you think you are supposed to figure everything out yourself and figure everything else out for everybody else at the same time because you are constantly in the position 
where you are the protector, where you are the provider, where you are the fixer. So you often don't know how to let somebody help help you. The problem with that is you eventually burn out or you eventually lose your mind and just start doing stupid stuff because you're tired and you need help. So to Shakiba's point, we need to learn how to get over it and let people help us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good word, Reverend. Let good them word, live good word, Reverend. Let's Listen, go on my PayPal. Go on, go on, go on. Pull that off. Pull that off. Go on, pull that off. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Ooh, listen. Okay, we got to. Can we go to Marcus now? I feel like we're at church. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I think now is appropriate. Yeah. We got to keep the classy out the way so we can go ahead and hit it with the Marcus. Go on, get the circle clap on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is Marcus G. Morton. This is Sovereign. Uh, here we go. There's no one like you. No one else beside you who can do the things you do. That's why we
right, that was Sovereign by Marcus G. Morton. And this segment is brought to you by How to Move Up in Your Corporate Career. Um, you can go to Amazon.com and order it if you're looking for tips, tools, and um, information as to how you can put yourself in line to be promoted and to make more money on your job. You need to get my first book called How to Move Up in Your Corporate Career. Again, it's on Amazon.com for order today. All right. So we've got a couple of, a couple of things we can go through real quick. Um, I'm not sure as you guys know, this week is the week, uh, well, last week, excuse me, was the Republican um, National Convention in Cleveland, oh, no, Ohio, no, no. Uh, where Donald Trump was officially um, nominated and accepted the nomination for the Republican Party um, and announced previous to that that uh, Governor Mike Pence of Indiana would be his vice president candidate this week. Um, we have the Democratic National Convention, and um, today, actually, first of all, you know, today uh, Hillary Clinton has officially accepted the nomination on the Democratic ticket. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, in a stunning move um, of camaraderie and some would say leadership, uh, Bernie Sanders actually joined in the roll call to nominate um, Hillary Clinton as the president, or excuse me, as the Democratic uh, choice for the president of the United States. Oh, so he did um, so join in. He joined. He actually, okay. yes, yeah, for his state, he actually stood up and and did the nomination. So, and he cried doing it. So, um, oh. you know, salute to him. Um, salute oh. to him because it was definitely a hard fought battle on his on his side, but. Two things. Number one, we're going to start with the bad. So first of all, this weekend, what my story is, is actually uh, the chairwoman of the Democratic National Convention. Oh, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Bernie Sanders has been saying that the DNC has been um, keeping him or making rules so that it would not benefit him. Having um, uh, debates on weekends, you know, doing certain other things that would help. Um, Hillary or favor Hillary Clinton followers as opposed to his. Um, well, this week there was, uh, this past weekend, there was a hack into the DNC email database, and there were emails that were released um, showing that there was discussion about things that the DNC could do to who um, to hurt Bernie Sanders, like talk about his religion um, and things like that. So. Uh, the head, uh, Debbie Wash, well, Wasserman Schultz, um, was asked to resign, and she did. Um, she was she resigned and stepped down. And Donna Brazil um, has now become the chair of the DNC. I don't That's think that. Um, yeah, so Donovan Brazil, uh, who is a member of Double Sigma Theta, by the way. Um, so shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't know if you guys saw this, but right after she resigned as head of the DNC, she was brought on to be honorary co-chair for Hillary Clinton's campaign. So what? it kind of made, yeah, it's a little fishy yeah, stuff that. going on. Say what yeah, now? She was, yeah, she was brought on to be honorary co-chair of Hillary Clinton's campaign right after she was she resigned. Uh, as head of the Democratic National uh, uh, Convention. 
So it was. Well, you know, they were only saying they made her resign for viewers, you know, for the so so they could shut up right before they went into the to the convention. They didn't want them to have that be the conversation right before the convention. So it was like a an appease the people resignation. Well, well, they yeah, she's been yeah, they've been doing that, asking her to resign for months now. Even Mm -hmm. over release, she really didn't have a choice. And yeah, you're right. They were saying do it before the convention. But the fact that the fact that she's now on on her campaign that didn't help either. So Man. Mm-hmm. it's like really like so you got caught cheating and now we're gonna give you a job. Good job. Yeah, that's how yeah. it works around here. Okay. So, um, but um, I don't know if you guys have looked at the numbers. She's still having um, Hillary Clinton is still having a huge huge issues giving a lot of the Bernie Sanders supporters to come and jump to her ticket, and so. She's got some work to do, and she's also we, we talked about last week. She announced we did talk about she announced well, she the at least would have made him VP or something. I'm just saying. Who, uh, I don't he know. ain't want to be a VP. He, I mean, he don't want to be a VP. I'm just. I think he could he could have took one for the team. I think, but but I, I think this, I'm a tight. I'm that, still gonna write him in. I don't know. <laughs> she she he should have he like he's taking plenty for the team at this point. I don't know. I think. I think she she did announce that Tim Kaine was her um, VP running mate, which I vocally said I think was an absolutely terrible pick. I'm going to say it again. It was a terrible pick um, for her um, because nobody knows who Tim Kaine is. And she has from now until November to get – the truth is if she wants to win, she's got to get minorities to vote for her. And Tim Kaine – is not a lovable person to minorities. He's done some good things, some good things, but no, not the pick that she put. She should have picked, but she did pick him, so um, we'll see what happens. But, but the coup de gras last night. Did you all see the first lady? Michelle. <laughs> She got up there like she has been dipped in in the alabaster box or something. I don't know what's the word. <laughs> this <laughs> woman <laughs> got up there and slammed <laughs> that speech yesterday and did her thing. And so... Um, yeah, so shout out to, to First Lady Obama who did her thing yesterday um, in her speech. So it's going to be a pretty interesting week. Baby, uh, when they go low, we go high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She said she had some, she had some, yeah. She said, what did she say? I want to know why they have people go after her. You can't, she said you can't go. No, they're going to let, they going to let President Obama close. But they said, what she say? You can't, you can't govern from Twitter. I said, oh, oh. What you right. say now? What oh, you say No, I meant she should have closed the night. <clears throat> I meant they should, yeah, she shouldn't okay. have had Elizabeth yeah. Warren and all of them come after her. Like, True. have Elizabeth True. lead her in so the people get, you know, lightweight wild up and, and, you know, get all excited and everything. And then have Michelle finish it on out, all classy and in, in, in black girl magic field, as you know, because she's a hard, tough, she's a tough act to follow anyway. And I think Elizabeth Warren's speech would have probably gotten more um, response 
had she gone before Michelle because her tone took away from the positiveness. It went back to petty in a way, not, you know, because I love how Elizabeth Warren does petty, especially the way she does it for Donald Trump. But I think the way that the tone changed after everyone was so hyped after Michelle um, spoke, it was, um, I think that was just a sequential thing that they could have done differently. If, if I want to nitpick mm-hmm. it, it's at the details of it all. But yes, like you said, of yeah. course, President Obama is going to close yeah, that you know, yeah, good. The orator yeah. of the really century. Good. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good. Um, and then tonight they had what they call the mother mo- missing mothers. Something I can't. I'm sorry, mothers. Um, the mothers group that was up tonight. I haven't seen that one, but I saw, I saw pictures of it. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty interesting. But, again, like I said. Sandra Bland's mama got um, to go. Yeah, Tamir Wright's mom was there. Sandra Bland's mom was up there. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, we're going to see. We're going to see. She's got got some work to do with minorities. Um, And I, for one, am going to be completely honest and say, like I said, I didn't like the Tim Kaine pick. A lot of things I'm seeing I don't like. Um, But you got to November. And that's all I think she likes Tim Kaine more than she wants us to like Tim Kaine. I get the Melly vibes from Hillary. I'm thinking we need to keep both eyes wide open and watching them too, because that gives me the scandal Melly with the vice president vibe real, real strong. And I'm serious. Me and James talked about. It. He was like, "You see the way she's looking at him?" I said, "Mm-hmm, <laughs> I sure do." That's got memes <laughs> waiting to happen. She gets all sorry and googly eyed. It ain't just because he talks real, real good about him from Hillary. That's a whole other as a woman. I can see that total. That yeah, sorry, feel huh? better be real close. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh hey, yeah. Hey, and I guarantee she won't get caught. Let me say that. He, we won't find homies blue suit. There will be no blue suit to speak of when Hillary is in the Oval. <laughs> <Let's just say, laughs> I'm going to go on the record and say that. I'm going to do the petty post on uh, Brother Rashad's behalf on this evening. There will be no blue wow. suit to speak of for President Hillary. Mm-hmm. There I don't know. Why won't it be? It might just have pain. She ain't gonna get cause she's gonna she's gonna be smooth with her. She will not she allow her legacy to go down like Bill did. Yeah, she ain't gonna go for that. Uh-uh. So she's gonna dispose mm-hmm. of it right the right way. Huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> there will be an incinerator and like hanging out on that back porch, <laughs> <laughs> waiting. <laughs> that patio will have a little little frettle sitting waiting to go. It'll just uh, stuff like at the doctor's office. Biohazard material going to a bag never to be seen again. That's funny. Burn uh, it. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He got another yep. one. They'll have two more in its place I'm to replace sure. him before he I'm get down sure. the highway. He'll <laughs> be all right. I'm sure she will. <laughs> I'm sure she will. Yeah. Okay. Um, what blue suit? Blue suit. Lord, did you did you, I don't know if you guys thought this other story that you guys see that um they that uh Verizon um bought Verizon bought Yahoo for four point four billion dollars. Did you all see that? No. Yeah. Four point four billion dollars. They bought them. Is Yahoo still important? Um, like that? Yeah. So Yahoo Yahoo is important because several reasons. Number one, um Yahoo owns Tumblr. And oh. yeah, so Yahoo owns Tumblr, which is a huge thing. Um, and not just because of their own Tumblr, but really what they've done is they've put themselves in a position to buy all of 
the um, to put themselves in a position where they can buy uh, have more ad revenue, immediate revenue, immediate sources. So they can also they can integrate. Think about like this: Yahoo recently they bought a cable company. They were already a cellular phone company. Now they have Yahoo. So if you integrate that all together, you basically have the best of all media. Um, or some of the best of all avenues of media at your disposal, and you're able to cross-distribute products and services between the three, and you're able to share and to get, you know, more ad revenue. So if I am um, a business owner and I need to buy, um, you know, and I want to buy ad space from um, uh, Comcast, then I can also do it through Comcast channels, through Verizon channels, through Yahoo channels, you know, all of those, through Tumblr, um, all of those in one in one buy, and so they can offer better packages and bigger packages because they have more people at their disposal now. So, I mean, if you think about mm. it, most more besides Google, you know, Yahoo is like it. Yahoo is it. Not AOL. When you go search for something, you search through Google or you search through Yahoo. Then you've got Yahoo Finance, which is one of the biggest, you know, most heavily used finance sites. You know, you've got Yahoo. Um, all you know, all the other different. Yahoo news things that they have to it. Right? Yeah. So it's yeah, a very it's a good deal. Now the the CEO it's been also rumored that the CEO Marissa I can't always mess her mess mess her name up, um, is going to step down. But I don't know if you guys saw this, but she has been the CEO for about four years. And if she leaves, then she has a golden parachute that pays her um for leaving fifty seven million dollars. And so, if she, yeah. So if she leaves, she would in four years, between her salary and stock options, have made two hundred and nineteen million dollars um, as the CEO of Yahoo. Wow! Wow! Well, okay. Then. They're also, yeah. They're also saying that she could decide to stay because she released on Tumblr yesterday that her plans as of right now are to stay, but. When the when the merger com, you know goes through completely goes through, they don't know if she'll stay or not because you know obviously unless they let her continue to head up the Yahoo division, they might not want to you know they might want to give her a, a lower position and she might not want to take it. So Melissa Mayer, it's Marissa Mayer, excuse me. So is she an issue? Like why are they wanting her? Is she not a a, a strong leader anymore? Like what is the reason well, why she would need to step down? Well, Yahoo hasn't really encouraging her to much. step down. Yeah, well, number one, typically when somebody when a new leadership takes over a company, they usually put their people in place. But mm. you know, there has really been hasn't been a ton of huge changes that the market has um, liked that she's done since she's been there. And so okay. because of that, you know, they're like, well, you know, they don't really necessarily they might not even want her. Yeah. So we don't they don't know yet. Hmm. But again, if they want to put their person in charge and tell her you can stay, but you got to be the VP or whatever, she might be like, "No, nah, forget that. Give me my fifty-seven million, and I'm out of here." I'm gonna start me a whole new company with the money I've made off this little parachute. Yeah. Right on. So yeah, so okay. interesting. Four point four. Excuse me, four point eight. I'm sorry, I said four point four. Four point eight billion dollars in four years. <laughs> That's a that's better than a baseball contract. Uh, yeah. Homegirl is winning. Over all the yeah. way around. Winning. Uh, yeah. 
And you know what? Who you know who you know who else is winning? The whoever owns majority stock in Yahoo is winning too. Yeah. You guys on the Yahoo stock. You all right. You feeling all right today. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Yep. All right. But that's that's really the only thing I had today. Um what else I got? We got anything else? Michelle, Michelle Obama is the truth. Hey, I M- want to know. We might not have anything. We might not even have anything to add to that. But have any? Have we heard any updates on what the WNBA is going to do regarding the fines of the teams for wearing their black oh, shirts? Yeah. Like, so they're oh yeah. Like, they were sending them. They, they reversed them fines. They did. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because I missed yeah. that. Very good. As they should have. Okay. Very good. And I thought that um, Carmelo, did he go ahead and do his little town hall on Monday that he had, he was expected to do? He okay, for those of you all who don't know, I think I got a little bit of time to recap the folks, for, recap the people mm-hmm. real quick. So on last week, um, there were a number of WNBA teams who, in solidarity with the uh, Black Lives Matter teams, I mean the Black Lives Matter group and um, the families of um, Philando Castile and Alton Sterling, they wore black T-shirts in place of their tryout shirts or their tryout jerseys before their game. Um, in return of that, in retaliation of that, the WNBA then fined each of the players $500 each and then each of the teams $5,000 each. Well, then that basically irked a bunch of people and they started to protest against that because when the NBA stood up and wore their black hoodies and stood for Trayvon Martin, they almost made a full ad campaign behind it and stood with the players when they protested in that manner, but the WNBA chose to find them. So when I brought up the question asking if there was anything done about that and, you know, to find out that they had rescinded those fines, um, was a was a good thing for me, was a very proud thing for me. But then on the other side of that, before all of this happened, Carmelo Anthony had had made a statement stating that he didn't understand why the WNBA was taking the side that they were taking because the NBA had stood with them when they made those choices um, and that they were basically standing on the right, wrong side of this and if these players feel disconvicted about it and are willing to take those fines and will continue to wear their shirts and take fines, then that's something that the WNBA should take notice of instead of trying to punish. So he was going to do a town hall on, well, I'm saying it's a town hall, but he actually said in his statement that he didn't want to call it a town hall. He wanted it to be more of like a meeting of the minds, no media, invite only, um, with community leaders, youth, teachers, police, you know, all kinds of influential people who could have some say in how to resolve these issues. Um, and that was supposed to have happened, I believe it was on sometime this week, but I think they were they were trying to get it all organized. So that was still kind of up in the air as well. But he has been a huge um, voice as far as the NBA is concerned. And he led um, a group of four other, I think it was Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and was it Kyrie Irving, I want to say it was, that spoke out at the ESPYs. And they, they opened the ESPYs. Chris Paul, right. thank you. Yeah, they opened yeah. the ESPYs speaking out about um, the police brutality and how black lives matter and how we all need to to use our influence to make better change. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy at this current update to know that they rescinded those. And you were, I'm sorry, when I think I interrupted you before my recap to um, you were going to mm-hmm. tell me more about the, the town hall. Did you have anything about that? Do you know anything else about that? No, that I just posted the article. Yeah. 
I saw that there it said okay. that there was a meeting, um, but I didn't um I didn't get a chance to read through it, but I did just post your article. Okay. Okay. So I, I have to keep looking into that over the next couple of days. Yeah. I'm very proud of really? our athletes, I'll say that. I'm glad that they Me are too. taking that I, And the entertainers yep. too. Yep. I'm 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 happy to see that there's is people who actually still listen to the ground when they hire up, you know what I mean? They still paying attention to what's really going on with the people that they not so far removed from you know, from our reality that they willing to support everything, you know, mm-hmm. most of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just found out yes, he did have the meeting. It was on yesterday, so I'm gonna have to do some research and find out what happened, what came of that. I have to look for that and post that. Yeah, looks like he posted some stuff to Twitter about it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I have, to, I have to go and look at it some more. I have a follow up. Okay. All right, well let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and do the final final thoughts real quick. Miss um, Keishan, you up first. Well, I mean, today's my baby's birthday, so I'm gonna be nice and just say. Appreciate the love from those who give it. Pay attention from the, to those who don't, and move accordingly. That is all. <laughs> oh wait, no, <laughs> that's not all. Um, hit Kiki and Classy up. Yeah. Um, Kiki and Classy dot com. We have a lot of items right now. Um, as a matter of fact, anything, any item that you have seen, um, that you may see on our page currently, that was ever up for auction. Um, you can bid on those, um, or they are actually on sale right now. All items are $5. The ones that have been up for auction previously, so look through the other auctions. I think um, April, May, and June's auctions, um, those items are currently on sale for $5 right now um, until they are sold out. So feel free to hit our inbox, you know, um, if you're interested in anything that we've had on um, on the auction block previously because when I say that this new line is the bee's knees, I can't wait. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so I guess it's on me. So I'm going mm-hmm. to first say that I want to encourage, strongly encourage you all to go to Elegance by Design with a Z, that's D-E-Z-I-G-N dot com, and purchase your uh, Elegance by Design products. That's your sexy shea butter. It's available in eight different scents. You have your flawless flaxseed gel, your sexy shea and cocoa coiling custard, no more drama leave-in detangler, um, detangler and leave-in conditioner. Like, you've got a full line of products. Oh, and your Tingle Toes Peppermint Foot Cream. Let's not forget the Tingle Toes, okay? Summer is still here. Sandal season is still upon us. So go get your products before Sunday at midnight. Everything on the site is $10. You've got $7 shipping and handling anywhere in the U.S. Here in Oklahoma City, I will deliver your Sexy Shea Survival Kit to you. All you have to do is go on the website and place your order. So go to the website today and order your products. That's all I got. All right. All right. First, let me say uh, thank you to everyone who listened and tuned in tonight. We had a great show and a good time. Um, I want to say 
thank you as always to my co-host, uh, Ms. Shaquilla and Takesha, and of course, Rashawn is absent. And I want to say that I have um, tried to keep it petty for you, Cuzzo, um, so uh, we can't wait to have you back. Um, also want to remind you, if you have not downloaded your copy of Nouveau Exposure, please do so uh, immediately. Uh, you can go to nouveauexposure.org and download. It's free, but it is also worth uh, far more than what you, what you could ever pay for it. So if you like faith, if you like to talk about family, if you want to talk about finance, if you want to talk about fitness um, and fashion, then you can go to nouveauexposure.org and get your copy today. Uh, and then lastly, um, I hope everybody has a good rest of your week. Please continue to be safe. Continue to love on one another because ultimately that is to win, that no matter what you have going on in your life, um, that you uh, you can still choose to love everybody around you um, because not because um, it will make just make them better, but it will also make you better. Uh, because you made the decision to love instead of contribute to the hate. I uh, think we got enough of that. So with that being said, I just want to say again, thank you all for tuning in. And please, 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 if you are on social media, um, you still have, you can uh, join our Facebook group, The Scoop. Um, we just started about a week ago, and it's going very well. Um, so you can it still is lit. You search The Scoop. No. Yeah. Um, Understatement. It is lit. Yeah, it is though. Yeah. He's being humble, y'all. It's lit. Yeah. You want to join that? And if you you could, if you guys have used our questions of the day, that's where they are now. Um, So you want to join that? Also, please share the show, uh, the links to the show, um, with your friends and family, because we want everybody to have an opportunity. Don't forget on Monday nights, the woman cave with Tina Reed. And uh, don't forget on Wednesday, Tina Reed and Candace Payne. And then on Wednesday, you got the word on Wednesday with Pastor Byrne Senior. So thank you. We appreciate you. Have a good night. And we'll see you next Tuesday.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.